The LA Kings played preseason game number three in Ontario with Philip Deneau and Drew Doughty amongst the Kings making their preseason debuts. Young forward Samuel Fagimo got his chance to show what he could do on the Kings' second line, and we had an encouraging performance from Kings forward Gabe Velarde. That plus positive and maybe not so positive news on the injury front for the Kings, and they made a roster move as well. All that and more coming up on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. And we are at 671 subscribers. Now, I had asked if we could get to 600 by the end of September. You guys blew that away. And then I said something about maybe 700 by the end of October. We may hit 700 by the end of September. Uh Thank you so much for everybody that's liking and subscribing. I really appreciate it. I'm glad you're enjoying this content. And thank you uh, so much for listening on the podcast and, of course, watching on the YouTube channel. I am Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years. For the past 20-plus years, I'm at the Fox Sports Radio Network, where I'm a co-host, sidekick, reporter, and NHL analyst. Also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years, and a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. We are 12 days away from the LA Kings season opener, October 11th against the Vegas Golden Knights at Crypto.com Arena. I will be out there for the season opener. I hope you are as well. As for the Kings' latest game, they faced the San Jose Sharks for a second time in three preseason games so far. This was uh, Wednesday night in the Empire Classic, played in the, uh, the Toyota Center in Ontario, the home rink of the LA Kings AHL affiliate, the Ontario Reign. Twelve former Reign players suited up for the LA Kings in this game back in their home building, including last year's Reign leading goal scorer. That was Samuel Pagimo. And by the way, a, a correction on the pronunciation of his name. Uh, I have been pronouncing it Thagamo, um, which is the way the LA Kings pronounced it when they drafted him. Uh, in 2019, uh, but I have since been corrected uh, by not only Nick Nixon, the radio play-by-play -play man of the uh, LA Kings, but our friend of the show, Josh Schaefer, who is the voice of the Ontario Reign. And so forever going forward now, uh, until they change it or something else happens, uh, it is Samuel Fugimo. So the correction there has been made. And, uh, and that's what it is moving forward. So uh, we have made that correction. Uh, as for Samuel Pagimo. He had 27 goals for the Reign last season. And in this game uh, against the Sharks, he started on the top line, what would be the Kings' second line during the regular season, with Philip Deneau making his preseason debut and Trevor Moore as well. And uh, Pagimo is getting a chance to fill in for the injured Victor Arvidsson, who has still not seen any time this preseason or in any training camp scrimmages as he is continuing to recover from offseason back surgery for a herniated disc. Um, this is also Philip Deneau's preseason debut, as I mentioned, as he returned from a minor muscle issue he suffered in training camp. We do have some more injury news coming up a bit later on in this show. Um, but that, that line of Deneau, Moore, and Pagimo would not end up scoring uh, in this one, a 3-1 loss uh, by the LA Kings. Uh, their best chance came on an odd man rush in the second period when Deneau set up Pagimo 
for a good scoring chance, being ended up shooting the uh, puck wide of the net. Um, good opportunity there for Fagimo to get on the board, um, but unfortunately he let that opportunity slip away. Uh, may not be fair to judge him on one scoring chance that he came up short on, but he's being judged and evaluated on everything that he does. And let's be honest, scoring a goal in a game is something that would only benefit uh, him as far as being able to make the team this season. And he had one, and sometimes in a game, you only get one good scoring chance. It, it, it you know, it, it varies. It depends. Uh, part of it is based on your performance and your hustle and your desire to get into the correct areas and reading the plays correctly. And part of it is just sometimes a little bit lucky. Uh, and maybe you get four or five good scoring chances in a game and maybe you get none. Maybe you get one, but for Samuel Fagimo, he had one good scoring chance. Unfortunately for him, he was unable to uh, get the puck in the back of the net that would have certainly helped make an impression on the Kings coaching staff as he's clearly in the hunt uh, to fill in for Victor Arvidsson. Head coach Todd McClellan had previously said that Fagimo was going to get the first chance uh, on the second line wing, um, but he said that others would be getting a chance as well. And I could see Gabe Velarde getting that chance. And I've been saying, I think this is a big season for Velarde to prove that he was Worthy of a first-round selection. He was worthy of the investment the Kings had made in him. He signed a one-year deal this offseason, and there are younger options uh, waiting in line to take a potential spot that he could be getting. Um, but head coach Todd McClellan said afterwards, and Gabe Velarde, by the way, played well uh, in this game, uh, about Velarde, quote, he's got a ton of experience now. He's big, strong, he's healthy. He should have a ton of confidence in the back of his mind, he should be looking at that spot right now and targeting it, end quote. And that spot being the wing on that second line filling in for Victor Arvidsson. So clearly um, a message sent uh, by Todd McClellan. Uh, I assume it will get to Gabe Velarde uh, via the media and asking him about having that spot targeted. Um, but again, Gabe Velarde, I thought, played uh, a strong game uh, in this one. Um, and more performances like that are certainly going to help his cause. I would expect to see uh, Gabe Velarde playing alongside Philip Deneau and Trevor Moore at some point uh, upcoming this preseason, so we will keep an eye on that. Maybe it comes up on Sunday. Maybe it comes up a little bit later, but a solid performance for Gabe Velarde. Maybe it's a little bit strong to say a missed opportunity for Samuel Fugimo, um, but we'll see. He, he got the first shot playing with Deneau and Moore, and we'll see if that next opportunity is another opportunity for, for, for Gimo or if it'll be Gabe Velarde getting a chance as well. Obviously, you want to reward the players that play a little bit better. You would certainly expect uh, Gabe Velarde to be a leg up on a player like Samuel Fagimo. Um, but we'll see if that happens as we continue to figure out who's going to play the wing on that second line with Philip Deneau and Trevor Moore while Victor Arvidsson continues to recover. Uh, the Kings expected third line for this coming season also played together in this game against the Sharks. Quentin Byfield centering Arthur Kaliev and Alex Iofalo. Uh, Kaliev had the first best scoring chance for the Kings in the opening period of that game. A nice setup from Byfield. Couldn't convert, though. Uh, the two also had a nice give and go later in the second period as well. Byfield also added a good scoring chance on the power play in the third period. And Byfield would later factor into the Kings' lone goal of the game on the power play with a pass to Gabe Velarde who set up Carl Grunstrom for his second goal of the preseason. So Velarde uh, with the primary assist on the Kings' lone goal as well in this one, which is a good uh, sign for him. As for uh, Tonka, Carl Grunstrom, he gets his second goal 
uh, in as many preseason games. So he's off to a nice start for him. Also uh, had an assist in, uh, I think, that game against San Jose earlier, the first game of the preseason. So three points in two games so far for Carl Grundstrom. Uh, so a nice start for him, like I said. Uh, if he continues to play well, Carl Grundstrom, you might wonder if he could get moved up to fill in for Victor Arvidsson, but I don't think so. And I think it's for the same reason that we haven't seen Arthur Kaliev get bumped up to that uh, second line wing spot as well. Um, I, I think the the thinking is uh, that, that we've got to have a fill in on the second line for a limited amount of time. Right. If all, all things that they're saying are, are that Victor Arvidsson may not play for the start of the season, but that he's not going to be too far off. Um, they're going to be very cautious with him as they should be. But uh, why mess around with your third and your fourth lines when you only really need to find a temporary fill in on the second line? So I think that's the thinking here in that Arthur Kaliev is going to play the majority of the season, barring a significant injury on the third line. And Carl Grundstrom likely is going to play on the wing for a significant amount of time on the fourth line. So why not let those players get as much chemistry and timing with what, what are going to be their line mates for the majority of the season now, right? So why why have Kaliev play on the third line? Why have Grundstrom play on, or excuse me, why have Kaliev play on the second line? Why have Grundstrom play on the third line? And then have somebody fill in on the fourth line when you can just have somebody on the second line and keep everybody in their slot, in their, in their space. I think that's the thinking with it. But Carl Grundstrom uh, playing some good hockey here in the preseason as well. Quentin Byfield also had a pretty good game. And again, gave Velarde a strong game for the Kings uh, as well. Also seeing action up front for the Kings was veteran Nate Thompson in his second stint with LA. He's in camp on a player tryout. Um, we also saw Samuel Hellenius getting some more time. Uh, the, uh, the big uh, forward out of Finland, uh, Aiden Dudas and Jacob Doty uh, also seeing time up front for the LA Kings in this one. And Jacob Doty uh, would uh, would get some attention uh, in this one. He had a couple of big hits, as he has had so far this preseason. Uh, clearly uh, one of the more physical players in the LA Kings system. He's going to be in Ontario this year. But uh, he's throwing the body around and is kind of showing uh, the coaching staff uh, with the Kings, hey, if, if there's ever an opportunity where you need to call me up uh, to send a message against somebody or or something like that. Uh, he is uh, available for that. But he had two hits that popped the glass out uh, at uh, Toyota Arena. More on that coming up. Um, he also picked up a five-minute major for interference and a game misconduct. So uh, Jacob Doty making his presence felt on the ice uh, in that game. On defense, Brant Clark continues to make his case to play in the NHL this season. We'll talk more on that in just a moment. But first, I need to tell you about BetOnline.net, it is your number one source for football betting this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, Boxing, and Golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about BetOnline where the game starts. So we told you that the LA Kings uh, were going to take a long look at young rising star defenseman Brant Clark, and they are certainly doing that. Clark played in his third straight preseason game uh, with the uh, three games that he's played in the rookie faceoff as well. Uh, he's now played in six games over the past 13 days. Uh, I believe he's the only member of the Kings that has played in all three of their preseason games. 
Uh, and remember, the Kings have to make a decision on Brant Clark to either keep him in the NHL this year or send him back to his junior team. They can also have a nine-game audition in the regular season before a decision has to be made. Uh, Clark uh, got to see ice time with veteran Kings defenseman Drew Doughty in this third preseason game against the Sharks. Uh, Doughty was playing in his first game action uh, of this preseason and his first game action since March the 10th when he's, his season ended last year uh, because of a wrist injury. Uh, Doughty said about Clark playing with him, quote, uh, he basically is NHL ready, uh, end quote. And I thought that was a pretty strong statement. Obviously, Doughty doesn't want to come out and say, oh, this guy should be on the NHL roster. He doesn't want to put that out there, right? That's a decision for the coaching staff to make, not not Drew Doughty. But I thought it was as strong as a comment as he could make or felt comfortable making or smartly would make to say, yeah, this this kid's pretty much NHL ready. Pretty much NHL ready. I'm not saying he should be in the NHL this year, but I'm saying he's he's pretty much NHL ready. That's a pretty strong endorsement from a guy who obviously knows what it takes to be uh, an NHL level defenseman, a high level NHL level defenseman as well. So it was uh it was very fun to see uh, Drew Doughty and Brant Clark out there together in the third period. Uh, Todd McClellan said afterwards, as far as his explanation as why he wanted to do that, basically the Kings needed offense, uh, and so he wanted to put two. Uh, more offensive defensemen out there together uh, for, for to try and you know generate more more scoring chances. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. But uh, pretty cool to see uh, the present uh, and the past, I guess you could say, of Kings defensemen and the future uh, of the Kings on the blue line playing together as well. Uh, I did want to mention the goaltending. Uh, Matt Volalta started in net for LA in this third preseason game against the Sharks, and somewhat surprisingly played the entire game. Uh, he also played in the first game against the Sharks, coming in relief of Jonathan Quick halfway through the game. Phoenix Copley was the backup uh, in this one, and he was um, he had just come off of playing in their previous preseason game as well against Vegas. Uh, so they gave Matt Valalta the net uh, for the entire game. Valalta is going to be the number one goaltender with the Ontario Reign this season as he was last year, so familiar territory, a familiar crease uh, for Matt Valalta. He allowed two goals on 16 shots. Uh, both those goals were on the power play for San Jose, and those were the first power play goals that the Kings had allowed so far this preseason. Um, so some final stats from preseason game number three. Again, a 3-1 loss by the LA Kings against the San Jose Sharks. The Kings did outshoot the Sharks 27-17. to That's more like it. Um, uh, the Kings routinely outshot their opponents last regular season, but they were coming off a preseason game against Vegas where they were pretty badly outshot. So good to see the Kings getting uh, more shots on goal. I'm sure that was something that was emphasized by Todd McClellan and the staff. Um, the Kings were one for five on the power play. San Jose was two for four. Uh, so that was those were your numbers from preseason game number three, three uh, the LA Kings losing to the San Jose Sharks by a score of three to one. Uh, we have some injury news and a roster move to pass along to you guys. But first, don't forget that the Locked On NHL podcast has you covered for all your league-wide NHL talk with a rotating cast of local hosts from the Locked On NHL channel, breaking down the biggest stories in hockey five days a week. Subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. So good news and maybe not so good news as far as a couple of injuries with the LA Kings. Defenseman Sean Dersey has taken off the red non-contact jersey. He's now wearing a black jersey in training camp, meaning he is ready for full contact and to be a full participant in practice. I assume we will see him in a preseason game sooner rather than later as he continues to recover from offseason shoulder surgery. So good news, Sean Dersey on the mend 
and ready to take contact in practice. And again, I'm sure see preseason action here coming up at some point before the regular season gets going. That was the plan Todd McClellan had said on the first day of training camp. And it seems like that plan is going according to plan. Uh, meanwhile, a check in on Cal Peterson, which is a little bit concerning, but perhaps it's just being overly cautious. But uh, if you recall, uh, Cal Peterson removed himself from the game after one period against Vegas on Monday when he said he felt something. Um, there's no specifics on exactly what's going on. It's believed to be a lower body injury. You know how it is in hockey. They're not very specific on anything when it comes to injuries. We've gotten used to that. Um, but he has not taken part in any training camp activities since he removed himself from that game. Officially, they're saying undisclosed injury and day-to-day. Uh, hopefully, they're being just overly cautious with him, which makes sense. There's no no sense in forcing him back when he's not ready. Uh, these games are somewhat important to a guy like Cal Peterson to get ready for the regular season, um, but clearly he's dealing with something. Um, they're saying it's day-to-day. We'll take him at their word for it at this point, but uh, hopefully we'll see him back at least uh, taking part in, in training camp here uh, in the in the near future. Uh, so for now, we'll just keep an eye on that, but it is something to be somewhat concerned about. Obviously, it's a very important position, goaltending. Uh, there was one roster move to, uh, to tell you about. The Kings sent 19-year-old forward Francesco Pinelli back to his junior team, the Kitchener Rangers, where he's their captain. Um, and, uh, so not, not a surprising move here. Um, but I did like what I saw out of the former second round pick in 2021. I thought he was very noticeable in rookie camp, not so much in, uh, the, the preseason camp with all the, the regular NHLers, but in rookie camp, I did notice him. I liked his energy. Um, uh, still a lot of development that needs to be done for him, obviously, but, um, you know, eventually I don't know if his ability translates into being a top six forward at the NHL level, but I think he could be a bottom six forward at the NHL level. Um, He does have some skill. Uh, He does remind you a little bit, maybe of a Blake Lazat type and, and who knows, maybe, maybe uh, his ceiling could be like a Trevor Lewis type of a player. Again, a guy who at this point doesn't appear to be someone who's going to be a high level NHL player, but he could be a solid NHL player. And and you need those guys. Um, Not everybody is a superstar, you need those third and fourth line guys to play their role, to contribute, to provide energy to the lineup, and to do some of the things that Kings players need to do, like be strong on the forecheck, be responsible defensively, and chip in occasionally offensively as well. So um, we shall see. We'll keep an eye on Francesco Pinelli and see what he does for the Kitchener Rangers this year in the OHL. But uh, one roster move to mention, as I said, the LA Kings sending Francesco Pinelli a forward back to his junior team. A couple of things to uh, to bring up as we wrap up this week's show. Uh, first off, I think it's great that the LA Kings play a home game uh, in Ontario, the home of their AHL affiliate. Um, if you have followed the Kings long enough, you probably remember that at one time, the Kings AHL affiliate was in Manchester, New Hampshire, on the other side of the country. And while by all accounts, Manchester did a great job supporting that team um, and were you know, a great part of the Kings organization, it didn't make sense for the Kings to have uh, their AHL affiliate on the other side of the country. And this is a trend we've seen in the last few years with teams wanting their AHL affiliate to be closer to their home base so that they can recall players quickly and easily. If something happens, especially in, in in the world of COVID that we've lived in recently, if somebody gets sick, 
you don't have time to call up a player on the other side of the country to fill in a roster spot on your, your NHL roster. Uh, but now you do. I mean, uh, we've seen San Jose, their uh, AHL affiliate is in San Jose and, and other, other teams have, have kind of caught on on this and tried to make their AHL affiliate as close to their home city for their NHL team as possible. So again, I, th- I think it's, it's a great asset for the Kings to have their AHL affiliate in Ontario. It's great for Kings fans to get a chance to see players like Samuel Pagimo and others uh, at the AHL level, just, you know, not too far, a few hours down the road from wherever you live here in Southern California to go check them out in person, which I have done. And uh, it's a, it's a great uh, experience there in Ontario. That said, all right, I've, I've kind of, you know, I've laid the groundwork for how much I think it's great. The Ontario rain to do a great job. It was a little bit embarrassing last night, the preseason game to have the glass pop out uh, during play three times during that game, causing delays. Um, they ended the first period early, uh, I think with about seven minutes to go in the first period to go ahead and fix the glass. And then they came out and played the remaining seven minutes of the first period and then immediately started the second period, switching ends. But three different times, the glass popping out there uh, in Ontario. I, I'm not blaming the rain for this, but the uh, staff there at the Toyota Arena um, not on the not in regular season form, I guess we would say at this point, because I I don't know that I've ever heard about that before. Uh, we're three, I mean, once, okay, sure that happens. Twice, mm, that's unusual. Three times, uh, that's a little much. So hopefully they get that figured out there uh, in Ontario, and also in a day and age, I'm gonna be the old guy here. In a day and age, we are very spoiled as sports fans in particular to be able to watch pretty much any game we want to watch. I mean, I remember it was not that long ago for me anyway that you got a very limited selection of sporting events to watch, right? We only had three networks when I was growing up uh, and there was no cable TV. There was no internet. I know that blows some people's minds, but today we kind of expect as sports fans to get to watch pretty much whatever we want to watch. And for the... Two times now, both games against the Sharks, we have not, as fans, been able to watch the LA Kings in their preseason games. And I'm sorry, but this is not acceptable. Uh, Look, I play beer league hockey, and at our rink in Lakewood, California, we have basically a a glorified ring camera at the top of the arena. And it's it's a service called Live Barn, where you can watch live or watch um Later, you know, it saves the, the game. You can watch your beer league games afterwards. I mean, there's a fee that you pay for it. It's like 12 bucks a month or whatever, but you can watch your games. And is it, is it, you know, broadcast quality? No, but is it better than nothing? Yes, it's much better than nothing. And I, I can't believe that the LA Kings can't put even just a stationary camera at center ice in the upper parts of the arena and just stream back and forth that one camera angle. I would be okay with that. It's better than nothing, and you get to see at least what's going on. Um, the rookie face-off in San Jose uh, at their AHL new AHL arena, they streamed all the games, and it was basically like that. It was a little bit better than that. They had maybe two cameras, uh, one for that basic center ice shot and the rest for maybe a couple of close-ups here and there, and there weren't really many replays or anything. But, but look, um this needs to be something that's possible. Fans deserve this, right? We we deserve to be able to just see something basic like that. Like I said, in today's day and age, streaming things on the internet is obviously very simple these days. So I hope the LA Kings address this going forward because I really, like I said, just something very basic. We're not talking about, you know, bells and whistles here. 
just a, I, honestly, like I said, I would take that live barn type look, just a camera at the top of the rink, following the action. Uh, I, I would, I would be okay with that, but the, the option of having nothing for the first and third preseason games of the year, I, I don't think that's uh I don't think that's acceptable to be honest with you. I think uh, an organization like the Kings should be able to provide something like that. So we'll see if, if that happens. Um, I am happy to report that you can watch the LA Kings next preseason game, preseason game number four, coming up this Sunday at Crypto.com Arena as the uh, LA Kings host the Anaheim Ducks in the first of, I believe, three preseason matchups against Anaheim. Uh, Faceoff is set for 6 p.m. and it will be broadcast on Valley Sports net so we can all watch the game together i think i'm actually going to get out there uh, in person to watch that game but we shall see uh and one more quick thing before we say goodbye for today uh my suggestion of the king's new top line of kopitar kempe and kevin fiala being the triple k line that was a joke i that was that was not serious i understand the kkk line is not a good idea that was my it was my sense of humor. Uh, I thought it was funny. Maybe it wasn't, but we did have a couple of people check in and say, "Hey, that's probably not a good idea." No, I know, I know. That was a joke. That was not to be taken seriously. Uh, we can come up with something better than the triple K line for the Kings top line. If you have a suggestion for a nickname for our new top line or anything else going on with this show, you can shoot me an email for our Friday feedback segment coming up tomorrow. Uh, any questions or comments can be sent to Locked On Eddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, locked on Eddie at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to for you to follow us on Twitter, uh, doing a lot of uh, uh, tweeting, especially during games, uh, especially when we can't watch the games, uh, at locked on LA Kings is a Twitter account, locked at locked on LA Kings. And I started an Instagram page. If you're interested in that, that's at locked on LA Kings as well. Thanks for making locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen locked on NHL locked on experts. Give you a daily 30 minute podcast of all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked on NHL your daily 30 minute NHL podcast. I am Eddie Garcia. Thank you so much for listening and for watching locked on LA Kings. We will talk to you uh, coming up on Friday. And as always, we tell you closing out the show, go Kings, go.